listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Wow, that was good. Um, I actually felt like the Lord was telling me a couple of things while we were in worship. Um, uh, one is the verse just kept coming over and over to my mind. It, it says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or there is freedom. And as, as I kept thinking of that verse, I, I was kind of asking the Lord, what, is that, what does that look like? You know, what, if the Spirit of the Lord is here, we sang several songs about asking the Holy Spirit to come and to be here and be in our midst. And um, as, I was, as we were singing those songs, I was thinking about a verse, I was thinking, what, is that, what does that look like? What, if, if the Spirit of the Lord is here and it brings freedom, it brings liberty, then what does that, what does that mean to us? Um, and I'm going to ask you that question. <laughs> so speak out. If the Spirit of the Lord is here and there's freedom, what does that look like? Anybody have a clue? <laughs> How about uh, free to be who we are in Him? Amen. Free to be who we are in Him. What else? No who? No limits. no limits. What's that mean? Y'all got to talk loud because I don't hear real well. <laughs> you can do anything in Christ. You can do anything, period. <laughs> what else? Spirit of the Lord, when he comes, you know, I guess my thinking along this lines is if we don't know what that looks like, how are we going to know that he came? <laughs> so if he shows up, what's that look like? I think some of us have preconceived ideas. If we're not careful, we can, there's kind of a balance in there. You can look at the scripture, you can go on past experiences when you just felt the presence of God come. And a lot of times that same thing happens. You with me? I mean, obviously, in my thinking, when, when God shows up, there's going to be an outpouring of love. We're going to experience his presence. We're going to feel his presence. Um, he's, going, he's going to fill us up with, with him. He's going to fill us up with his love for, for him, his love for other people. Um, but there's also, you know, I, I think if, again, there's a balance in this because a lot of times God does do the same thing over <laughs> But sometimes he wants to do a new thing. And if we're, if we're just bound up thinking, well, you know, when God shows up, people are going to fall out laughing. Or when God shows up, we're going to all be shaking and get a bunch of goosebumps. Or, you know, if this happens, then everybody's going to fall out under the power of the Spirit. And I, I, a lot of times that does happen. But sometimes it doesn't happen. If that's the only thing we're limiting ourselves to is what we've seen in the past, and that's our expectation then, then he may come and show up, and you miss the, you miss the showing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. So I, I think we need to be asking ourselves that question. When the Spirit of the Lord comes, when he does come, when he does, it, 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 and I'm going to just take a minute to explain that, because I've had arguments with people in the past over this. When we pray and we ask the Holy Spirit to come, invariably somebody will come up and say, well, God's always here. You don't have to ask him to come. But, well, <laughs> Amen, he is always here. But even in the scripture, there's times, he's all, you understand God's everywhere all the time. There's no place you can go to not be in his presence. He's, he's everywhere. 
But there's times where he manifests his presence. And that's what we're saying. We're saying, Holy Spirit, come. God, come. Show up. We're asking him to come in power. We're asking him to come and manifest himself here. So when God, if God walks in the room, Jesus walks in the room, and he manifests himself in power, what, what's going to happen? Hmm? We, yeah, sometimes we don't. Absolutely. How holy he is. It's going to change you. When Jesus shows up, it has impact on you. Everybody agree? What else? Peace? Absolutely. How many people think we could use a little peace right now in, our, in, the, in the times that we're living? Could we use some peace? Could we, could we use a lot of peace? <laughs> a whole bunch of peace. Yeah. But we, peace. Amen. Amen. Do you think, are you okay with this? We're just going to do some questions and answers. Um, I'm a TV host. And, uh, <laughs> do you think if we're walking in peace, you and I, we're full of the Holy Spirit. Everybody understands that if you're full of the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, and Peace. You're going to have peace. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace. We're walking in his presence. King. We're, going, we're going to have peace on us. Do you think that if you and I are walking around with this, with this sense of peace on us that comes from the Holy Spirit, that comes from Jesus being alive and in us, do you think that, that as we're out and about that somebody might notice that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, why do you, the reason I say that is this, have you know, I mean, again, if, if you're not aware, we're living in some strange times right now. I mean, there's some, there's some, some stuff happening in the spirit realm, there's some stuff happening in, uh, that are involving demonic air, people and principalities and powers, there's, there's some crazy stuff going on. And people that don't know Jesus, that don't have peace, they're walking in the opposite of that. So what's the opposite of peace? Turmoil. Hate. What was it? Hate. Hate. Stress. What? Stress. Stress and word starts with a W. I'm thinking of worry, worry. chaos, chaos. Fear. fear. I mean, are, are the, just think about think about your circle of influence. The people, your maybe it's your neighbors, maybe it's your family members, maybe it's a coworker. Think of just think. Picture somebody. Put somebody in your mind. And when you observe them, if you, especially if you're looking at them through the eyes of Jesus, when you when you you will see that there's a there's a there's a stress factor. I think right now in this age, higher than it's been in my lifetime, and people are walking under that stress, and there's a turmoil and a worry and a and a fear. I mean, people that people that don't. When I say no Jesus, I don't mean just somebody that claims to be a Christian. You follow me? Somebody that really knows Jesus, you're not gonna you're not gonna walk in fear if you really know Jesus. I keep going back to the when the disciples are in the boat and Jesus is sleeping and the waves are, you know, they're the, the disciples are in fear of their life. Now these these guys are fishermen who are, are many of them are were by trade fishermen that were raised on the Sea of Galilee that were used to storms. 
I mean, these weren't some amateurs that all of a sudden there's a you know, six-inch wave and they're scared to death. There's, there's a storm that's blowing and it looks like they're going to die in it. And Jesus is doing what? He's sleeping because <laughs> he has peace on him. And then they wake him up. And what's, the first, what's he say to them? Where is your faith? Or oh, you of little faith. And it's, and it's a sense of, I think, my, my belief is that as you and I are full of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, we're going we're gonna to walk in a measure. And it's not some phony, fakey thing, but we're going to walk in a measure where we have a confidence and a trust and a hope of what's coming and our expectation of what's coming, and that's going to, there's going to be this sense that comes off of us of, of peace, of, of life, of joy. And, and, and See, when, when things are dark, light looks a lot brighter. When people around us are walking in fear and anxiety, and I'm telling you they are. Okay, you can see it on people. You can, that's why just, just befriending somebody, just being nice to someone, just talking to someone, like Brenda was saying, that's why that's, that's like that's odd to people now. They're not, that, that, that kind of, it almost takes them by shock because they're not, they're not used to people looking at them and smiling. Most of the time because they can't see you behind your mask. <laughs> I mean, I really tempted. I have a mask. Finally, I got it out because trying to follow the, trying to be, trying to follow the laws of the land, which really isn't a law. So if you want to argue that, anyway, I, 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 I wonder what I want to do. And I need to. I want to take this big old magic marker and just do a smiley face on the front of my mask, so everybody will know I'm smiling. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, it's when God shows up and he's living in us and, and, and empowering us and walking with us, we can, we can walk through this stuff without stressing. We can walk through it without walking in fear, without being afraid of what's going to happen, without being worried about the outcome of, of this and that. And, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there's liberty. And didn't we just celebrate a, a freedom yesterday? that we have in this country, and, and I, I think we should be, we ought to be examples of what that looks like and freedom. The other thing the Lord was talking to me about, you may have noticed I don't have glasses on, and you all look real good because you're all real blurry. And, uh, just kidding. You are blurry, and you do look good. I'm not kidding on that either. Um, but last week on Tuesday, I had laser surgery on my right eye. And Tuesday, not this coming Tuesday, but next Tuesday, I'm going to have laser surgery on my other eye, I had cataracts on both eyes. And I felt like the Lord was just telling me, I hadn't really thought about it until this morning, actually when I was being prayed for, I felt like the Lord was telling me that, that him doing, that having laser surgery on my eyes to remove cataracts is a, a prophetic vision or word of what he's doing in our church. Okay, And when you're taking a cataract off by laser, what's happening? Who knows? It's doing what? It's removing this. A cataract is basically what? It's a film. And you can't, if you have this film over your eye, what starts happening? You can't see. Things get blurry. They get darker. One of the things I immediately noticed in my right eye, when I shut, when I close this eye and do this, literally things are like three shades brighter. I mean, it's just, it's like, wow. I mean, they just, they just, it's just brighter. And so if God's going to do laser surgery on us, okay, in our lives, and he's going to do this surgery, the sense I had was that he's removing cataracts from us. 
Okay, not just, but we're going to be able to see. I'm told it hasn't happened yet. It is getting better, but I'm told I'm going to be able to see, basically have 2020 vision. I heard God say the same thing when you started preaching, and I thought, well, maybe that's just me over-spiritualizing a simple surgery. But I heard God say that as your eyes were fixed, that our vision, our spiritual vision, would also be fixed and increase. Amen. Amen. Y'all with us? Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Um, do you understand what I'm saying when I say our spiritual vision will will be clearer. I mean, do you understand we, time we see things in the Spirit, sometimes they're not clear. We hear things, and sometimes they're not clear. The sense I had was God was saying, I'm doing surgery in our hearts and our spirit, and we're going to begin to see clear. We're going to begin to have eyes to see. Basically, my thinking, that means I'm going to see what he's seeing. I'm going to have his eyes. I'm going to see. I'm going to see people's lives. I'll be able to speak into their hearts because he sees their hearts, and I'll be able to speak into their hearts. I'll be able to love on people because I can see the love of Jesus on them. Does that make sense? I mean, if I, if I, if I begin to look at somebody and, and can see as Jesus looked at them, I mean, what? we've been doing a study for a year now, it seems like, on the life of Jesus. That's what I planned on preaching again this morning. But when we begin to look like he looks and respond the way he responded and speak the way he spoke and do the things he did, we begin to get this, this, this vision of our eyes seeing what he's seeing. See, I, I want to I be able to look at somebody that maybe normally and without Jesus, I may look at them and think, you know, something negative about them. I, and maybe I make a snap, snap judgment of them, or maybe they look a little different than I do, or they dress different than I do, or they're a different color than I am, or they wear their britches different than I wear mine, or you follow me? And, and I, can, I can look at them not through my eyes, but I can look at them through the eyes of Jesus. And I'm telling you, people have a total different look when I'm looking through his eyes than I am when I'm looking through mine. <laughs> Don't they? I mean, it's, it's real. And I, again, it's real easy with what's happening today as Christians even. It's real easy for us to get, you know, judgmental and for us to get, you know, where we're looking down our noses at people and we start condemning what people are doing and we start responding out of the Spirit. Now, sometimes, don't misunderstand me, sometimes responding in the Spirit is standing up for what's right. I mean, sometimes, I mean, there, Jesus, there was times when Jesus, from all appearances, from us looking at him, got his dandruff up a little bit. I mean, there's a, there is an anger that's righteous. And I think there's times we need to let that happen. If the righteousness of God is stirring us, there's times we need to take a stand. But again, we take that stand, as I shared several weeks ago, we take that stand when we speak the truth in love. Not judgmentally, not critically, not tearing somebody down, but speaking to them in love and saying, hey, this, what's, what you're doing here is wrong. This is the standard of God's calling us to. But do it out of a heart that loves people, not a heart that's condemning and a heart that's judging. I just think, as I was thinking about it, I said, Lord, and I just, I want to speak that over, over this body, that God's, God is doing 
or surgery. He's removing the clouds in our eyes. He's, he's removing that film. He's opening our eyes to see what he sees. Don't we sing a song, something like that? We want to see what he sees. If we don't, we ought to. What was it? Somebody said, open. Yes, open the eyes of our heart. Lord, we want to, in other words, Dad, we want to see what you're seeing. Don't you, don't you just want that in your heart? Don't you just, just in, in your inner being, in your soul, in your spirit, don't you just want to be able to just see what he's seeing? See, if I'm doing that, I can, I can be like Jesus did when this woman was caught in adultery and they brought her to him and they wanted her, him to condemn them. He was able to see in that woman something that nobody else was seeing. He could see her future. He could see life that she was going to have. He could see that she was going to be an evangelist for him somewhere down the road. He could see that in her. If we're not careful, all we would see is this woman caught in adultery. And we'd want to condemn her. We'd want to beat her up. We'd want to judge her. And Jesus is saying, no, look with my eyes. See hope in her. See a future in her. And then speak that. That's what encouraging and edifying people is. You begin to speak to them in hope. And you begin to encourage them. And you begin to tell them, this is what I see Jesus doing in you. Don't you? I want to get better at that. (laughs) Amen? I, I, want, I, want, I want the words that come out of my mouth to be what he's speaking. It's real easy to speak what I want to speak. Sometimes they come out real quick. <laughs> Watch it. That, that, are you getting that? I mean, don't you, don't you just want, I mean, see... My belief is this, God wants to do that in us. And if I, want to, if I come in alignment with what he's wanting to do in us and in me, then I'm going to come under his authority. I'm going to come and begin to see what he's seeing, begin to do what he's doing. So when we're praying, I mean, we pray this prayer, or I do, I pray it probably many times a day, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your authority, let your rule, let your reign happen now in my life, in this person's life. Rule over this sickness. Rule over this disease. Rule over the hate. Do you understand there's a bunch of people walking around right now with a lot of hate in their heart? I'm telling you, I I was re-listening to a sermon I preached on Romans a couple of weeks ago. If you weren't here, you need to listen to it. If you were here, you need to listen to it again. I preached it and just listened to it again. I'm telling you, that, that's just a powerful passage of Scripture. You ought to just keep reading it. I, I, we ought to just commit for the rest of the year we're going to read that verse, those verses regularly, consistently. I mean, he talks about you know, let your love be without hypocrisy. Forgive people. Encourage people. You know, don't, don't, don't bless those that persecute you how do we how do we how do you do that you know typically for us most of the time in our lives and i think it could get worse okay but right now typically if somebody's persecuting you it's usually with their mouth right i mean i've never been beaten for my faith in christ i've never been thrown in jail could come one of these days so things things keep going the way they are but, you know, nobody's ever done something physically to me because I was taking a stand for Christ. 
Most of the time, it's through words. So what's he saying in that verse? When someone speaks evil of you, what do you do back? You encourage them. You bless them. You pray for them. I mean, how many many people would that shock if you did that? (laughs) So I just, the sense I had is that, Lord, I really felt this this morning as as we were worshiping and I was being prayed for, that God was doing surgery in our lives. He was removing blinders. Let's try that again. He was removing blinders. <laughs> I've been walking with Jesus for over 40 years, and there's still blinders on my eyes, on things in the Spirit, on, on people, looking at people, understanding what's going on, understanding what's going on in my own life, understanding what's going on in my family's life. I want to see what Jesus is seeing. Don't you? Just to have the same, I mean, how? I mean, how powerful would it be if if our hearts were like his? You know? I mean, as the church, we're the body of Christ. (laughs) We're the Christ people see. You understand that? Most people in, in today's realm that we walk are not going to have a, they're not going to see Jesus face to face. I'm not saying some won't because Jesus can do what he wants to do. <laughs> I guess if he can knock Saul off his horse and Jesus can knock you out of your truck, I, I don't know. <laughs> but as a general, the days people don't see Jesus face to face, they see us. We're his body. I just hope he's seeing Jesus. They're seeing Jesus in us. Amen. Well, be blessed. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. 